If you're listening to this while driving, please pay attention to the road, the quality of the road, that is, because 43%, nearly half of our public roadways are in poor or mediocre condition. And tragically, a third of the 33,000 traffic fatalities that occur each year involve poor road conditions. Each year, we spend less than a half of the money that is needed just to maintain our roads. This is, of course, unsustainable unless we either increase our spending or decrease the cost of maintenance. Hello and welcome to another episode of Preview of Tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Lake. In this preview, I will be talking to Ben Schmidt, the CEO and co-founder of Roadbotics, a company that has developed a way to dramatically reduce the cost of road maintenance by automating the assessment process, making our roads safer and less costly on so many levels. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Ben. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, and once again, of course, thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for joining us as well. I'd like to introduce you all to Ben Schmidt. He's the co-founder and CEO of Roadbotics, a company that conducts automated road assessments using AI to analyze areas and determine whether there is a pothole, for example, that needs to be fixed. Now, Ben, give me a sense. How is it that you ended up looking in, into analyzing and, and, and road maintenance in general? Uh, it's a very good question. And uh, I just want to first say thank you for having us on today. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, so how we got to this point is a little bit circuitous, but I think it's all about, uh, at the end of the day, it's really that technology keeps advancing when it comes to machine vision and, and AI. Um, and we are trying our, our darndest to take that technology and deploy it into infrastructure, right? Things that really matter. Um, and, and that's basically how we got here is analyzing and finding potholes and cracks and things like that on roads, um, finding signage and street lights and traffic lights and things like that, things that are hard to do using technology. And I, I I'm, can only imagine if anybody who's watching or listening is like me, you've been introduced to more than one pothole in your life. Exactly. Um, so this is clearly an issue that that resonates, I'm sure, with everybody. Um, so let's let's dive a little bit deeper into the problem. Um, we we hear a lot right now, um, you know, in in the U.S. at least, President Biden has put out a major investment plan for infrastructure. Um, but some of the, the the stats that I've heard in this this area is that just to maintain existing roads and bridges costs something like a, almost $200 billion a year, of which we now set aside pretty much less than $70 mil, uh, billion. So we're not even quite getting half the maintenance costs covered, let alone um, any upgrades that are necessary. So how is it that the infrastructure that we have can be maintained in this situation and 
and how many problems like potholes and cracks um, are, are out there as a result? Uh, it's a great question because I think, you know, there is a lot of talk about sort of America's crumbling infrastructure. That is not a uniquely American problem. Um, many sure. countries have the same sort of byline. Um, and it really, you know, we don't build bad infrastructure, right? We are good at building infrastructure. Our challenge is in maintaining it um, as a country, you know, as, as kind of all throughout the world. That is the challenge is maintaining it. Uh, and maintaining infrastructure is a very, very large challenge. So if you are sort of responsible for that, and, and you know, another thing to remember is while the conversations are happening at the federal level, most infrastructure is managed at a very local level, right? That's where it actually happens. That's the person who's going to fill your pothole is sort of a local level official. Um, the big challenge with infrastructure is it's enormous, right? It's enormous and it's constantly changing. So it's not Yes, we have all been acquainted with our fair share of potholes. It's not through sort of like neglect or incompetence that we have potholes. It's because five years earlier, we were unable or so we couldn't see the problem starting to emerge. And so we couldn't address it then that would have prevented the pothole. So it really all comes down to how effectively we can do maintenance to make sure that we can get better infrastructure. Um, that's kind of the critical juncture that we're at. And it looks like uh, what President Biden, what many of his advisors are talking about is exactly that, focusing mm -hmm. on spending to maintain what we have, not to expand. We certainly need expansion in certain areas. But fundamentally, if we want good infrastructure, we have to maintain the good infrastructure. Um, that's really the key. And, and this really can be framed in terms of investment. Um, you know, they often say, you know, a, a dollar spent now prevents seven, I think seven dollars worth of investment that would be need to be made five years later to the point you're just making. If you can detect early the issue, you can resolve it at a not only faster preventing the pothole, but even at a reduced cost, which gets back to my original point of how we close the gap between maintenance costs and, and actual budgets. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's that's really it, right? We This is um, Einstein's famous definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, certainly, infrastructure stimuluses will help, right? That's just more dollars that, that will go a long way if we can invest them wisely. Like you said, a dollar now prevents multiple dollars later. The fundamental change, and at least from our perspective, um, we have to think about new ways to do things, right? We're not going to create a better process, a better mousetrap today. What we need is sort of technology to come in and fill the gaps in that. So to invest in technology, know-how, new ways of addressing these very old problems, right? We have had infrastructure problems as societies going back in time. Um, but it's technology that I think can really supplement it uh, and really augment the people, the folks that are doing this on a day-to-day -day basis, give them the tools, the techniques, uh, and really the power to do that preventative maintenance, to create the better infrastructure with the same levels of spending. That's, the, that's truly the magic trick that we need to pull off here. And we need to pull it off, right? It's not like, a, eh, it could be nice. Like, no, we absolutely have to get this right. So it's gonna be a combination of talented folks and technology working closely together to get this you know, get us to the point where, and it's not going to happen overnight, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, infrastructure is just much better than it is today. So I, I've 
focused on the the nuisance side of you know hitting a pothole and and I do so somewhat flippantly because let's face it that there's much bigger issues that I think we probably take for granted. I mean, when you do hit that pothole or, or whatever it may be, um, it can cause hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in damage to one's vehicle. And for many, many people, they just don't have the cash on hand to pay for that added expense, which now it get puts some families in in what so many of us can have a hard time, I'm sure, imagining, but deciding, do you repair the car that gets you to and from work and school and doctors and everything else, or do you put food on the table? Uh, do you pay oh, the rent? Do you pay the electric bill? Well, and even, you know, if you kind of like back up in time looking at that pothole, right? So by the time you see a pothole in a road, um, that road is at the end of its life. It needs to be fully repaired, like fully reconstructed, dug up completely and rebuilt. That is not cheap, right? I think this is kind of like one of those, you know, it's just, it's mind numbing amounts of money, but like a million dollars for a mile of road is about right. Now, when you put that in perspective, you think like a small American town, right? Maybe a hundred miles of road. It means it's a hundred million dollars to repair every road they've got. What's most likely the budget that, you know, we see a lot in the clients we work with? Maybe 250,000, 500,000. Okay, so every year on your budget, you could fully replace half a mile, let's say. But roads only last 20 years. So that means 20 years from now, on average, about 20%, you know, 100 mile road network, 20% of your network should be at the end of its life and need to be fully reconstructed. That's the gap we're talking about. So while the pothole is sort Meanwhile, of- Meanwhile, you need 200 years before you can cycle through a, at a half mile at a- Exactly. And this is the part that it's just, you know, our, our expectations and our funding are, are wildly out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Again, stimulus will help. It will help sort of jumpstart it. But we fundamentally need to rethink this, that if you're seeing the pothole, it means that that 20-year road, well, what we really need to solve the problem is that 20-year road needs to last 30 years or 35 years. How are you going to do that? Well, you come back to the analogy of like maintaining the car that you were just talking about, yep. right? You don't wait to change the oil when the engine's blown. You change the oil regularly, right? That's the preventative maintenance aspect that we need. And again, this is a massive challenge. 100 miles of road network is very hard to maintain because of its size. So you need technology to come in and help supplement those technologies. Take your $500,000 budget and stretch it to the point where now your roads are going from 20 years to 30 years. If you can do that, you've made money, right? You have literally created a, a, a positive revenue for that community. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, the, that's the disease. The symptom is fewer potholes. Um, right. And I think that's this, it, it's hard to see because it's such a complex cycle, uh, but it is really the critical way we're gonna get out of this infrastructure. And and so we covered the nuisance, we've covered the the, the financial challenges that it, these issues can cause. But let's face it, the ultimate cost is is one's life. And with over thirty thousand uh, traffic fatalities a year in this country, a third of which, so we're talking more than ten thousand uh, deaths each year due to poor road conditions. Um, so. It, 
the the gamut from nuisance to the ultimate cost is is huge in terms of potential impact. So I want to talk a little bit now about the solution to this. So tell us what what is robotics and how are you using this technology to to save all of us? That's a very good question. And yes, let's hope we can continue to make inroads on helping. Um, so, I mean, fundamentally for us, robotics is about creating maps, right? That's what, at the end of the day, that's what we do. Uh, and when we say that, you know, we work with communities to create maps that allow them to understand their road network or their infrastructure. Uh, so what do the roads look like today? What are the, you know, where are the stop signs? Where are the yield signs? They're in the right place, are they visible? All of those pieces are sort of a component of the problem that we've talked about so far. So robotics, um, our kind of claim to fame is that we use either smartphones to collect video data and imagery data, or uh, we can ingest the data that you've already got, right? So if you're a community that has uh, video data, 360 camera data, drone data, whatever it is of your roads, your infrastructure, we'll ingest that in. And then what we do, what we specialize in is we've created an artificial intelligence and machine learning platform that from that imagery pulls out all the relevant things to the discussion we're talking about. So potholes, cracks, signage, drainage, uh, water features, um, fire hydrants, right? You name it, we pull all that out of the image and then we create that map for our clients who are governments. With that map, with that understanding of what their infrastructure looks like, we can then go on to the next and most important phase, which is starting the preventative maintenance plan, starting the maintenance activities, and sort of eliminating that cycle of like, let's wait until it's at the end of its life. Nope, with our technology, you can start to address those problems much sooner in the cycle by having that map of what's going on in your community. And then importantly, updating your map, right? Because that's mm -hmm. the other piece. You can't just do it once, right? Infrastructure is constantly changing. So we make it very easy to constantly be keeping tabs of what's going on with your infrastructure, using a smartphone, using AI, and creating those maps for you. And so this, this would equally fit, you know, a, a piece of damaged uh, infrastructure like a pothole. But it, I'm, I'm, if I understand correctly, it's also a stop sign that's been overgrown by a tree branch. Uh, sure. That so, is, that's how you get those traffic fatalities, right? A stop sign that right. fell over or... Um, you get the kind of fly-by-night, right? Someone slams into a guardrails are a perfect example, right? Once a guardrail is hit, it has to be repaired because it's no longer useful. It actually becomes more dangerous. How do you keep tabs on these continuously changing conditions on your infrastructure? Um, and that's what I just keep coming back to. You need the technology to create that map, that digital twin of your environment. And from there, you can make your decisions. So tell me, let's let's project into the future okay um well actually before i get there we, we, you talked about using smartphones so is this deployed um with individuals you know snapshots or you know taking snapshots of something that they see is this mounted to a trash truck that's already going around all this the roads in the in the town how was how this achieved yeah, so I think this is the part that, you know, what we have tried to do, you know, we're about four and a half years old. What we have tried to do in that entire time is make this very, very simple, right? We want there to be as few barriers to 
getting data about your infrastructure. So one version is, yep, the cell phone you've got in your pocket, Apple, Android, whatever it is, take it out, snap a photo, we'll run it through that AI pipeline and put it on the map for you. Anyone in your community can do it. It could be government officials or it could be the public, your call. Let's ingest that data, get it coming into the system and have better updates. The other version is what you just talked about, which is let's take that same phone, let's take a GoPro or a drone or a video camera, mount it onto a DPW vehicle or a trash truck, go out, collect data. We will similarly analyze and extract all the information around your infrastructure from that video, map all of that, and there you have a more updated system and a better understanding. So that is really the key feature of, of I think, lowering the barrier to making preventative maintenance easy is let's keep the data coming in constantly, all sorts of sources and streams, process it, and keep generating updated maps about what your infrastructure looks like. So in other words, cities have a major role to play in this, but every one of us has has an opportunity to be empowered and, and to, to help. Absolutely. Um, so what I was going to ask before is projecting into the future, you know, let's say every everybody is armed with their smartphone and 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 capturing that uh, data that it, those images for for robotics or every city in the world has is set up with this. What what does that mean for for us, the individual, for society, for for cities in general? Oh, and I think this is such a this is what's exciting is that we're on the cusp of making all of that. Maybe not even ten years, but a few years, which is. What I, what I see happening over the next several years is that a government official from any number of departments, water, public works, fire, public safety, comes to an interface. They zoom into something that looks very similar to a video game, right? It is a complete simulation of what their community looks like. Mm. Every tree, every fire hydrant, curb, sidewalk, sidewalk ramp, everything is mapped out for them and says, this is what it looks like right now and then it does another really big trick which is it also tells them what it's going to look like tomorrow next year five years from now and so tells them like "Hmm, this is going to have a problem five years from now if you can stop it here this is what you can get as an expected outcome five years from now that interface will be available to every government department every government official to make decisions about all right, now what should we do today, right? What action should we take to make sure that the world looks as we want it to tomorrow, next year, five years from now? That's, I think, where we're headed. That, I think, is, it's a big vision. I think it's five years away, max, and we will have that kind of system. That's what's so exciting about these technologies. Well, there's a lot of hope in that statement. I like it. Um, I'll be honest, our time is up and it happens too fast because I have a lot more questions for you. Um, but the most important one for any of our listeners or viewers, what's the best way for them to learn more or to contact uh, Robotics? Uh, absolutely. So if you visit robotics.com, you can see all of this information, see how to contact us. We are more than happy to chat and see what, what people's particular challenges are and how we can help them overcome them. Fabulous. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. And and I don't want to uh, overshadow this at all, but to, to really say thank you for the work you're doing because you're literally saving lives. 
and uh, and it affects every one of us and our loved ones. So I appreciate the these sacrifices you have made to to make robotics possible. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on today. This was great. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guests today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.